0: that He's an on-time God and that I'm willing to wait for His timing. that I'm willing to wait on Him. Come on, are you willing to wait on Him tonight? In the name of Jesus, come on, let's put our hands together one more time all across this place. Oh, come on, for a God who sees us, for a God who reaches down and touches us, Come on, our time of need, even though it may not be the way that we understand or the way that we want it to go or the timing that we see it happening. Come on, he moves in and he does what we need exactly when we need it. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Lord, we praise your name, Jesus. We praise your name, Jesus. What a wonderful presence that we've had here tonight. God has definitely made Himself known in this place. I always pray that we would that there would be evidence of God moving through this place. Lord, make make Your presence not just known but evident in the house. So that whenever we leave, we can say we know God was here because. And we can give a reason why we know He was here. Not just because I got chill bumps or not just because people jumped around the front or we had good music. But that something happened in someone's life in this place. And we can say, that's how I know that God was here. In the name of Jesus. And I believe that that has already happened in this place. That lives have already been changed through the power and the presence of God. But that He can continue through His Word and the altar that will be coming to change someone's life, that if you need something from God, that He is able, that He is able and willing to do that work, amen, amen. If you want, you can go ahead and be seated tonight. I, uh, <clears throat> I've got some text that I'll be coming out of, but I'm not going to start there. I want to say that it's, uh, it's an honor and a privilege to be able to stand behind this sacred desk to bring the Word to this wonderful church um, believe it or not, it's been about six months that Danielle and I have been here at the Lighthouse, and uh, we, are, we are so thankful, still so thankful for the opportunity uh, to be here, to be able to serve on this pastoral team and, uh, and for the Bufords, and I, I agree with Sister Sharon that the Bufords are easy to love. They're easy to love. Do we believe that, church? Amen. <laughs> yeah. That's all right. Give it up for them. They're great people. Great people. <clears throat> and uh I uh it's hard to remember it's hard to remember life without uh being involved here at the lighthouse and I can't imagine a future without you guys in it. I'm gonna tell you, you guys are awesome. The Buford's are awesome. We love, love, love the lighthouse. Tonight what I wanna do is I wanna share uh with this congregation. I've I've reached a place and I've been here for a little while where I don't necessarily. I've, I've got. I've got a lot of sermons that I can preach, and and I, I believe that I can. I can put together uh, some notes, or even go back in, in the files and grab some notes and, and preach something. But I, I've gotten to a place where I want to. I want to come behind this pulpit, and I want to bring a message, a message, not just a sermon, but a message to the church and. And to his people, and maybe to someone specifically. And any time that I have an opportunity to preach, whether it's at home or abroad, I always, I always pray. God, give me a message for that church. Give me a message for someone there. Something that someone needs to take. Uh, th- th- that they can take that word and that they can they can apply it into their life and that a life can be changed and i, I, I I've said before that i'm I, I'm tired of, of just getting up and, and preaching behind a pulpit and and leaving and, and having somebody pat me on the back and say great sermon and moving on and not seeing lives changed and not seeing uh, people filled with the Holy Ghost and being baptized and healings taking place and and as I would begin to pray God give me a message for that church or or for someone there, I would begin to see those things begin to happen and that God would move through that. And I'll tell you tonight that I I prayed that same that same prayer. God give me a message for the church tonight. And I believe, I believe that someone here, someone here tonight can receive from this word and can take it and have a life-changing experience. I'm I'm going to be talking to you for a little while. About a man in the Bible named Naaman. Naaman. We uh, first off, I I just want to say again that we serve an awesome God who is doing incredible things around the lighthouse. It's it's becoming so constant that it's almost a cliche anymore. Every time we get up in the pulpit, we talk about the great things that God is doing around the lighthouse, and weekly we are receiving reports of miracles that are happening and people that are being filled with the Holy Ghost around the altar and baptisms that are going on. We had a baptism this morning and cancer literally being healed and, and pain disappearing out of people's bodies and, and, and able to hold up physical evidence from doctors to show there was this here and now there is not and financial blessings and businesses here that are flourishing and and, and some of you just have a better attitude about life. Amen. Amen. But I understand and I know that life still happens. That we live sometimes on a high on Sunday where we come into the house of God and we begin to sing and to worship and the music is great. Don't we have a great music team here at the Lighthouse and praise singers? Amen. Amen. And, and and all of this is going on, and, and we can get sometimes even on an emotional high, and, and we're, we're experiencing these things happening around the altar, and, and people being filled with the Holy Ghost and testifying about the miracles. And then all of a sudden on Monday, trials come back at us, again that through life that we always have this situation where trials will come and situations will arise and the enemy will attack and and i would say that there are even some in the house that have gone through this and have rejoiced with this and i i'll tell you over some personal things in my life that that my wife and i have struggled with for a while that that we that we even face this where where while all the miracles are happening around us and the people are receiving the Holy Ghost, uh, that we still struggle with something in our life that we're saying, when is it going to be our turn? When, when is my problem going to go away? And when is my situation going to, go, going to, to be taken care of? And, and some people still just have a bad attitude and just need that fixed. Amen? Amen. Don't look at no one, Amen. <laughs> hey, that's only a joke. I put a smiley face beside my notes here to make sure you guys knew that that's only a only a joke. So, uh, but there are some principles that we can learn through the life of Naaman, and we find him in 2 Kings chapter five. Through the life of Naaman, that and and I, I use that word the life the life of Naaman, and not the story of naming on purpose and I was speaking with pastor about this earlier that many times in the Bible we can go through scriptures and we can read and 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 go through these stories if you will of these people and and we can remember them from Sunday school and 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 the stories that we've heard about them over and over does anybody remember the old felt boards and you put the all right, yeah okay we got a few older hands around the house, including my own, that's uh, that 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 we 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 just go through we go through Sunday school and we go through all these different things and we hear these these stories and they're played out in front of us. And it's easy for us to put to equate these people out of the Bible on the same level as a fairy tale that maybe we watch. On the TV screen And and, and while we understand that the Bible is real And that everything in this word is true In our minds sometimes we can get to the place where where we read through a story and we don't put ourselves in the same shoes and and we understand the people as characters instead of actual people that lived that life and went through that and had to figure out something about it and then understanding that we can live through them and we can understand through them and not have to make the same mistakes that they made. If we would take time to read the stories... Out of the Bible and understand that that this person, this, this man Naaman, that he is a man. That he is a man with a real situation trying to find a real solution for a real problem in his life. If we read it and put ourselves in the same shoes as those people and understand that they are people and not characters, there is a whole new way of looking at their situation and how they found their solution. And we can sometimes, most of the time, realize that if we will take our own selves and put ourselves in that situation, that we can find an answer to even our own problem, even our own need. A short background story of, of Naaman, we find that he is in the Bible, that he is a leper, and that there's more about him, but simply the, his need is that he is a leper and that he goes to Elisha and Elisha tells him to go and to wash or to dip or whatever word you want to use seven times in the Jordan and that Naaman dips himself into the water the seven times and that Naaman is healed and if you are uh, if you're remembering the story from Sunday school that is what we hear that that Naaman needs a healing that he is a leper and he goes to the prophet he goes to the man of God and the man of God says go and dip into the water seven Seven times, and Naaman goes, and he does it, and then he's healed. And we fire up the organ, and we shout about it, and we're like, "Oh God, healed Naaman!" And he can, if he can do it for him, he can do it for us. And we and we praise that, and we worship, and and we lift up the name of Jesus for that. But there's so much more to the story. Naaman was a commander of the army of the kings of Syria. Of the king of Syria, and he was a great man. The Bible uses these words, "great man." He he had high favor that the Lord gave him victory, and he was a mighty man of valor. And then, right at the end of verse one, as as the Bible is describing Naaman, it says, "But he was a leper," almost as if to uh, to void and 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 to uh, to to do away with all of the other great words that were spoken about him. The Bible says, but he was a leper. The word came to Naaman that if he wanted to be healed, that there was a prophet in Samaria, that he could go and receive his deliverance, that he could go and receive a healing, that if he would go and meet this prophet in Samaria. Named Elisha and Naaman, eager to receive his miracle again. I'm putting myself into Naaman's shoes. I'm understanding that that to be a leper is a serious thing. That you get to a place where no matter how great of a man he was and how highly favored he was, and or a man of valor or what. Kind of a great warrior he was. That as a leper, that he would reach a place in his life to where he would be, where he would be cast out of the city and placed in an area where no one else could go around him. That he would become contagious and no one would want anything to do with him, and everything would be wiped away from his life. I'm putting myself in these shoes, and I'm understanding that 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 I've got a life-altering situation that I'm going through, and I just heard that there is a man that can heal me. Naaman is eager to receive his miracle, and he goes to the place that he knows where he can receive what no one else has been able to do. Naaman meets with the king of Israel, and and the word reaches Elisha that, that this man needs a healing, and Elisha sends for Naaman. He says, send him to me. If you'll send him to me, I will tell him how to receive the healing that he needs. So Naaman, this great man of valor, this this great warrior goes and and he loads up on all of his horses and his men that are with him. And and you can read in the scripture there, 2 Kings chapter 5, that he brought all this, this gold with him and all these different things. There's a caravan that's going with him. He is a great mighty man and he goes to the house of the prophet Elisha. I can imagine that he is he is excited to know that there is a solution to his problem that he the Bible says he's standing at the door of Elisha's house he's literally at the threshold of his miracle and Naaman is at the place to receive his deliverance and the Bible says that the prophet that Elisha just simply goes just simply sends out a messenger a person a servant of his to tell him that all you have to do is go down to the Jordan River to wash seven times and you'll be clean. And again, we get to a place in the story where we're like, you know what? Hey, I'm, I'm putting myself in his shoes. I've, I've got all this going on. I've got all this situation happening. And I finally made it to the prophet, to the man of God. And he says, all you've got to do is go down to this river and dip yourself seven times. And you're going to be clean. Again, man, We're I wish somebody was on the organ. We'd be firing it up. We'd be shouting, man, this is my opportunity. I'm going to be clean. I'm going to be healed. I'm going to receive everything that I need but Naaman's humanity comes out in him. Something comes out of Naaman that we all have deep down inside of us. That we all have living within us. He becomes upset and he starts picking apart the words that just came from the messenger of the prophet. He he's finding reasons not to do what the men of God says, what the man of God said to do. And he starts with his method. The Bible says that Naaman very quickly says, Why didn't Elisha tell me? Why didn't he come out and just meet me? Why did he send a messenger? Why didn't he come out and meet me himself? I am the leader of the armies of Syria. Does he not know who I am? Come on. Sometimes our ego can get in our way a little bit of what God is wanting to do in our life. He says, does he not understand who I am? He could have just come out instead of sending his servant to deliver a message. And whenever he got here, now he starts talking about how he could have healed him. He said, he could have just waved his hand over the part of me that is sick, and it could have been gone. Does Elisha not understand that he could have just walked out here himself, waved his hand, and sent me on my way? I am an important person. Fine, he wants me to dip in the water. Whatever, I'll dip in the water. But why the Jordan? Naaman begins to, to, to question the body of water that the man of God wants him to dip into. He says, there's rivers in Syria that are so much cleaner. They're, they're back home. They're, they're on my way. One of them is translated into gold, and the other one is translated into sweet water. Why can't I go back to the beautiful waters that we have in Syria, in my comfort zone, in my home, where I'm used to, and dip there? he starts picking apart all of these things and just down the road from him is the answer to his solution the answer to his problem the solution to his problem he decides that if god won't do it my way then i'll just leave here without my deliverance at all man what a what a terrible place that 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 Naaman has found himself in where he's let things deep down inside of him in his humanity get him to a place where he cannot receive what God wants to do in his life if we aren't careful church and I'm telling you I I believe that this is for somebody here tonight if we aren't careful we can allow for our humanity to get in the way of what God wants to do in our life That if we aren't careful, we'll continue to hear about the miracles that are happening around the lighthouse. We'll continue to see people filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost and baptized in Jesus' name. We'll continue, and I believe that we're going to continue to hear miracles and signs and wonders coming out of this house. But at the same time, we sit there and we wonder, why is this not happening for me? And what it is, our humanity has gotten in the way of what God is wanting to do in our life. Naaman turns to leave, willing to walk away from receiving full restoration because it's not working out the way that he thought that it should. This is not the story. Again, I want to stress to you, this is not the story of a character in, in, in a fairy tale, but this is the life of a man The life of a man who was going through a situation that was bigger than anything else that he would ever face who had to learn that the way of God cannot be cheated cannot have a loophole through it and cannot be gone around for any reason especially because it doesn't line up with the way that he thought that it should have worked you got to understand church and you got to listen to me people that there are some things in life that we just have to go through come on there are some things in life that we just have to do even when we don't like it there are some messages that we just have to endure into ourselves that pastor is going to bring across this pulpit come on there's some things that's going to make us get out of our comfort zone but if we want to see the miracles and if we want to see the signs and if we want to receive a deliverance that God has for us sometimes we're just going to have to go through it At some point in life, we have to learn like Naaman that his ways are higher than my ways and his path is better than my path. Proverbs says there is a way that seems right unto a man, but the end is the way of death. Come on, Proverbs goes on to say, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not onto your own understanding. In all of your ways, submit to him. In all of your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Jesus said I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Oh come on just like in the days of Noah there is only one way, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. We've got to get an understanding church that if we want to receive what God has for us we've got to do it his way. If you're looking for a shortcut you're not going to find what god has for you if you want to be spiritual you've got to kill the flesh if you want to see signs and wonders these things come but by prayer and fasting you want to be free jesus said turn to my word be my disciple know the truth and the truth shall make you free you want a blessing in your finances you've got to give come on you, you you can sit on me if you want to but i'm preaching the truth tonight that we can't do things on our own way on our own terms and in our own time but we've got to turn to God and say whatever it is whatever it is however it is wherever it is God I'm willing to do it because there's only one way Naaman Naaman was a man of faith he was a man of faith the, the, the bible there's there's things you can read into his story and understand that he did not serve the god of elisha that you you can see it he says your God many times several times but naaman was a man of faith because he believed that there was a man in Israel that could heal him He believed so much that he he loaded up men and he loaded up uh, fine garments and he loaded up gold and silver and he said, I'm going to go and I'm going to buy this thing because I believe, I have faith to believe that there is a miracle that is waiting for me. He was willing to give for it. He was willing to walk up to the door of Elisha to knock and to request it. He was a man of faith. But what happened is Naaman did not like what it required of him. He did not like what it required of him. What a story of humanity this is of Naaman that we find in Naaman. Naaman was not happy with what the prophet told him. He thinks there should be an easier way that he should look that, that he should be looking for an easier way out and and wanting someone to just fix the problem just to wave their hand and fix it. I'm going to tell you, church, there's some things in your life. I'm going to tell you, Randall, listen, there's some things in your life that aren't going to come by the preacher just waving his hand and it all going away. There's some things that we go through that we've got to fix ourselves. There's some things that have come into our life, not because the hand we were dealt and not because just just all, just that's how the world is, but maybe some life decisions that we made. Okay, I'm preaching to myself too. There's some things that come into our life because we we do things that cause that to happen. And it's not going to be fixed by a one night of coming into the church and us singing great songs and you lifting your hands and, and going out and going, oh man, life is over. But sometimes we have to do something that hurts a little bit. Sometimes we have to make some sacrifices that don't feel good. Sometimes we have to do things that God says, this is how you do it. And whether we want to or not, that's just the way that it is. That's just what we have to do. Now, you can fill in those blanks for yourself in your own life. Things that need to be changed, that need to be taken out, things that need to be turned away, things that need to be be moved over and and allow a little more room for God. And there's some things in the Bible that that, that aren't personal for you, but but they're they're just words and commandments that we are given that we have to do in order to receive what it is that God has for us. Naaman continuously gets to a place where he says, couldn't it be done another way? Why can't, Elisha, why can't I just go home? Why can't I just go back into my comfort zone and receive what it is that I need? Where the nice waters are, why can't I do it there? Why can't I do it my own way? But the things of God require us to step out of our comfort zone sometimes. To get to a place where we start doing some things that we've never done before. So that God is able to do something like he's never done before. We've got to get to a place where where we release some things out of our life and make room for God to move into us more than he ever has before, to let his spirit erase some things out of us and make a place for him to come in and to move through us. Naaman's problem was not the problem that he thought he had. Naaman went to Elisha believing that his problem and his situation was leprosy. But leprosy was the least of his worries. Leprosy could be easily fixed through the power of God. Naaman's problem was getting past himself and following the plan of God. I just went right past everybody. Naaman's problem was getting past himself and following the plan of God. So many times we get into situations just like this. I'm telling you, whenever I put myself into the shoes of the characters and the people that we find in the Word of God, I begin to understand where my own downfall is. That whenever I see a problem in my life and a situation, I sometimes have to understand, Randall, your problem is not your finances. Randall, your problem is not a sickness. Randall, your problem is not filling the blank. Randall, your problem is you. I'm preaching to me I'm I'm not pointing my finger at any Randall your problem is you If you'll get past yourself And allow for God to work Through you There's something great that he wants to do If Naaman would just follow The instructions of the man of God And the will of God for his life He would find his answer And deliverance immediately But he fought with himself, within himself, on the how and the why. Naaman could not get past the how and the why to receive what he needed from God. He couldn't get past it. Naaman's downfall was getting past himself and just doing the things that God had given for him to do. His downfall was not being able to get past himself And to follow the path and the requirements of what God has. For him, if Naaman had gone and and they, they, I, I'm I'm stealing this from Pastor in our conversation, he 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 said this, and I was like, that's so true. If Naaman had gone to one of his witch doctors and they said, stand on your head and turn around seven times, Naaman, again, I'm putting myself in the shoes. I'd be finding four or five guys going, get me on my head, bro, <laughs> get me on my head. I I can't get myself up there. Hold me up, spin me around seven times. What whatever it is, I believe Naaman would have done it without. Even questioning what it was that they had asked him to do. But the moment that it comes from the man of God, the moment that it comes across the pulpit the moment it comes from this word for some reason we as humanity begin to question it and go I don't know if that's right I don't know if there isn't there an easier the church down the road says all I have to do is All right, my friends at school say all I have to do is the person I work with says all I have to but I'm telling you that if you dig into this word right here that there is a truth there is a truth that will bring you out of any situation if we will just find a way within ourselves to get past what the world is saying to get past what we feel and to begin to do the things that God has for us there is a place that God is trying to take us that only he can do luckily luckily, there was a man there was a person in Naaman's life who could reach out to him who could call out and could, and could say you've come here You've believed Naaman enough for you to come to this place. You've had enough faith to travel the distance, to walk to his door, to knock upon it. And you've received the instruction, why will you not do what he says? Just do what God is telling you to do. I feel an unction in the Holy Ghost right now that God has been dealing with someone in this place. Come on to do something, to go somewhere, to do something. Maybe it's in your neighborhood. Maybe it's in the place that you work. Maybe it's a calling, a desire that you have in your life. I'm telling you, God has given a path in front of you, but you've looked at it, and you've said, you know what? I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure that that's going to work. I'm not sure that this is the way that it should be. There's got to be an easier way. I'm here to tell you right now that God is speaking and he is saying do the thing that God has called that I've called you to do do that thing go the path that I've called you do the thing that I've told you to do and I will give the increase Come on, I want everyone to lift your hands all across this place right now. In the name of Jesus, God, speak to us right now. Lord, let your spirit move through this place. Come on, the Holy Ghost is moving through here right now. Oh, come on, God is beginning to do a work in someone's life. Someone is receiving a word right now. Come on, to go and to do that thing that God has called you to do. Come on, cry out to Him. Lift up your voice right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we need you. God, Lord, speak to us, God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We see that the breakthrough came in Naaman's life whenever he finally gets out of his comfort zone and he decides to follow after the path that God has placed in front of him. He puts himself and his own thoughts aside and he goes down to the Jordan and he washes himself seven times. He made up his mind, I can't just watch from the distance. I can't just stand beside the water. Come on, we can't just come to church and hope that a little bit splashes on us and that be good enough. Come on, I can't just stick my toe in the water and just test it and see if that's right. Naaman had to go all in. He had to follow the path that God had placed for him. He had to do the thing that God had called him to do. Come on, if you want a complete work in your life tonight, I don't know what your situation is. I don't know what you're going through, but I'm telling you for the lighthouse and for this place, if we want to see a complete work that God wants to do, it's time that we stop looking for the easy way out. Come on, and we begin to do what God has called us to do, to walk the path that he has placed in front of us each and every day. I I, I don't know if I'm not communicating it well. I don't know what's going on here, but there is, there, is a, there is a revival that God is wanting to bring to this church and to this city. There is a work that God is wanting to do in someone's life here tonight. And I'm here to tell you that we've got to get past ourselves come on we've got to get past the way that we think that it should work the way that we think that it should go come on we've got to get past those things and understand that there is a way that has been set in front of us by God there is something that has been put there for us to do maybe it's something just deep within yourself that you have been dealing with for a long time but I'm here to tell you that if we will follow after that thing if we will do what it is that God has told us to do he's ready to to pour out a revival on this church like we have never seen before. He's ready to pour out a revival on this city and in this county like we have never seen before. Come on, God wants to do a work in someone's life here tonight that you've looked at yourself for years and years and you've said, I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't think that it could ever happen. But God is saying, if you will do what I've given for you to do, I will answer that prayer and I will do the thing that you need me to do. When Naaman followed the instructions and he went down into that water, I'm closing, musicians can come He went down into that water I believe there was probably something within him That the first time he went down He said, this is never going to work Come on, the second time he went in He said, what am I doing? Maybe the third time he was like, "All right, I'm in it But maybe his friends and, and those that were with him were saying Bro, what are you doing? This water's nasty. It's murky. It's deep. It, this is this is all this is not the popular thing. You're not winning any popularity points by doing this, man. Maybe that sixth time he went into the water and he was thinking nothing's changed. Maybe he came out of that water that sixth time and he looked at himself and the leprosy was still there. Nothing had even cleared up at all. And he was at a pivotal moment where he said, You know what? Either I can go in this seventh time and receive what it is that I need from God, receive my miracle, or just say, It's not worth it. Luckily, through the grace of God, Naaman went in that seventh time. And whenever he came out, the Bible said that he was healed that he had new skin, like the skin of a baby. (laughs) Because of his obedience, after following the plan of God, God does a complete work in Naaman's life. You couldn't see the old scars. You couldn't see the old mess that had happened. You couldn't see the sores You couldn't see where anything had ever been there before said it was new skin. This wasn't a simple thing that God did for Naaman that day. It was a serious work that needed to be done. And I'm here to tell someone here tonight that no matter what it is that you need in your life, it's not too big for God to do. Whatever it is that you have been facing, God is able to do it Naaman needed a complete work done in his life And there are some of you here tonight That have been going through the motions with us I want you to stand all across this place We've been going through the motions God's been moving There's been healings taking place people receiving the Holy Ghost people getting the financial blessing that they need marriages being restored come on some of your attitudes are better come on all of these things have been happening maybe I should say some of our attitudes have been better all of these things have been happening around us miraculously and you're still sitting there going I need a complete work in my life I need for God to do a complete work In my life, in my family, in my home, at my school, in my workplace, with that neighbor I've been talking to. I need God to do a complete work in this city, in this county, at the lighthouse. I need God to do a complete work. But understand, understand from the front to the back, side to side, a complete work requires complete submission, complete sacrifice and following the complete word of God. A complete work requires complete submission, complete sacrifice, and following the complete word of God. We can't pick out what we want and leave the rest for scrap. We've got to be all in. We've we've got to decide. Naaman, Naaman could have gone to any other river and dipped himself seven times and he would have come out a leper he could have gone down to the Jordan and dipped himself six times and he would have been a leper we've got to follow the plan that God has placed before us maybe some of you are looking for what that plan is but I'm here to tell you I'm here to tell you tonight that if you need salvation salvation There's a plan that's been put in place. If you repent of your sins and you're baptized in the name of Jesus, the Bible says that you will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost with evidence of speaking in other tongues. And God can do that for someone here tonight. Come on, if you if you want to be more spiritual, I said it earlier, you've got to kill out the flesh. There's some things that we have to do. If you want your finances to be blessed, you've got to give. Come on, it's all in the Word of God. If you want to be free, come on, there's things that you have to do to receive that. So, there, there's some there were some probably in, in, in this house that 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 are, are some namings here tonight that need a deliverance that need to be had be, to have some chains broken off of your life. But you've been trying it your own, own way, or maybe the way of the world. But I'm here to tell you that to break an addiction is not a 12-step program. Come on, but it's walking to this altar, releasing it to God and saying, God, I'm gonna let you have this right now. And I'm going to walk out of here a free man. We've got to learn from the life of Naaman that it might not be the way that you thought and it might not be the cleanest and it might not be the easiest and it might not be the most popular but it's the only way that you're going to be delivered is to follow the plan that God has. The Bible says that I must decrease so that he can increase. We've got to release some things out of our life to allow God to have a place to move in and to do the work that he wants to do in our life. Damon came to an understanding that to get deliverance, there was something that I have to remove and it's myself. I've got to get past who I am in the way that I think that it should work and I've got to sacrifice myself upon this altar so that I can overcome the thing that has come against me in this world come on if there's someone like that here today I want to open up these altars for us to come forward there's already those who have come and are laying before the throne of God and that are saying God I want to remove whatever it is in my life especially myself and the way that I think that it should work come on there's some people here tonight that I believe need a miracle from God that needs something done in their life and you've lived with it for too long and you've fought with it for too long and you don't know how to make it on your own and the thing is you're not supposed to make it on your own. There is a God that is here with all power and all authority that is ready to do the work. He's looking for some people. He's looking for some people to come to this altar and receive what they need.